You are listening to the Mic Drop Sports Podcast, dropping the mic on the top stories in sports. Now give it up for your hosts, Mike Schneid and Zach Stein. Welcome to the Mic Drop Sports Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Whether you're listening on MikeDropSports.com, iTunes, or Spotify, we thank you for listening. I'm Mike Schneid along with my co-host, Zach Stein, who's coming off of a nice 2-0 football weekend for himself. Yeah, uh, you know, when the Hoosiers can uh, do a shutout win and then the Vikings can uh, beat a 500 team or a team over 500 with Kirk Cousins and the Eagles, it's always a very good week. Always. And maybe maybe Kirk Cousins isn't as bad as we thought. I don't know. He's, he's, he's weird. He's good at 1 o'clock. He's terrible in primetime games. Hard to get a read still on Kirk Cousins. I, I mean, I'm sure we'll dive into this a little bit more, but I'm very optimistic with the Vikings season. I think the last two weeks have really shown what we're capable of doing. And, I mean, our two losses are against uh, the Bears and the Packers on the road, and we played both teams kind of close. I, I mean, the Bears game wasn't all, all that competitive, but uh, I, I'm still pretty pumped about this Vikings season. Well, that's great. That's great that you're pumped. That's great that you're optimistic. Because not every team is pumped and not every team is optimistic. And our big story on this podcast is going to be frauds and the frauds all around the NFL. You know, the word really means wrongful deception. And you and I did our preseason predictions. And I think we were wrongfully deceived by a lot of teams and a lot of players. Uh, When you look at the standings, you see a lot of teams near the bottom that you thought might be near the top, a lot of players that have not performed as well as we expected. So let's start with teams around the NFL. Who to you, I mean, maybe the biggest one or just the one that stands out that you're most upset about, that you find to be the biggest fraud in the NFL in 2019? I I honestly think it's got to start with the Atlanta Falcons for me. I They have just been so atrocious. I, I really thought Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman was back. Austin Ho- I mean, Austin Hooper is the number one tight end in the league, too, um, right now in fantasy-wise. And uh, they're just their offensive line is a joke. Their defense is a joke. I mean, they're losing to, to bad teams uh, that I think. So it's just, I mean, a 1-5 start. I mean, you can basically kiss their uh, playoff hopes goodbye. Yeah, does Dan Quinn make it through the season? I heard they are evaluating him tonight, actually. So it should be interesting. I mean, if they keep losing, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's, something's got to change, right? Yeah, I think, I think he's lost that locker room. I, I had them pegged as a wild card team. I thought they did a good job of reassuring their offensive line with a couple of draft picks. And, yeah, I'm – they were definitely deceitful. <laughs> I definitely thought the Falcons would be better. The team that I'm going with is a team whose drum I've been beating as, you know, maybe a little overrated for a while now, and that's the Rams. So I'm going for two here with the Rams. I'm going with the team and the player. Last year when we talked about the Super Bowl, I thought Jared Goff was overrated. I still think Jared Goff is overrated. And he's holding the Rams back. What did he have? 75 yards passing, I think, yesterday in a loss to the Niners. At one point, he only threw 10 passes through, through three quarters. Rams were 3-3. Three and three. That offense is way too talented 
defense has way too many talented players for them to be three and three and in third place by just half a game. They're only half a game up on the Cardinals in that division. And here's the thing with Goff is I thought he was the product of a really good offensive line and a great running game and really good weapons around him. Plus Sean McVay. I don't know if McVay has lost his touch or if we're seeing the real Goff or what, but you know, I just, I'm not impressed at all by the Rams. They just look very flat and I don't, think that they're through six games. I do not think this is a playoff team in 2019. It's tough. I, I agree with you. They're definitely disappointing right now. Uh, I definitely thought their defense would have been better than this. Obviously, I think their most shocking part of the season was losing to the Bucks at home um, in that crazy shootout game. So, I mean, they, I, in my eyes, they really should have been at least, you know, four and two. Uh, but, I mean, the surprising team, I mean, this is a really hard division now. I mean, I... I personally did not see the 49ers being this good at 5-0. Uh, the Seahawks are better than I, I thought they were going to be. I thought the Seahawks were going to be decent, but they look great. And then now here come the Arizona Cardinals who are playing pretty well. They're 2-3-1. So this division, which I thought was going to be pretty weak overall, is now becoming super competitive. And the Rams are quickly falling behind the, the gun here on this. Yeah, and what did you have? The, I think you had the Niners winning four games, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been I, a huge – and they're five right now. They're a huge surprise. But to the point on Jared Goff, who I continue – this is the drum that I was beating last year. So I think he's overrated. I would not have given him that $100 million contract. I think he's the product of Sean McVay. A couple of years – I just – there's something about him. I just think you could plug any quarterback into that system and they would have moderate success, maybe the same level, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more at times. But I think it's a plug-and-play system, and Sean McVay is that good of a coach that you can get away with any quarterback. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I definitely thought Goff would take a step up, but, I mean, this offense is, is kind of just deteriorating. Obviously, I mean, I, Gurley's looked better than I thought he was going to be uh, in the end of the year. But obviously, he just sat out this game this week. So this injury is, you know, creeping. If you own fantasy, you're probably a little bit worried. Um, but Brandon Cooks has been invisible this season. Robert Woods really hasn't gotten going. I mean, Cooper Cup is really good. Uh, I'll give him that. Gerald Everett's had a few nice games. But this Rams offense, I mean, at yeah, the, they've scored 153 points. It's it's kind of in the middle of the pack. Uh, in the NFC right now. But, I mean, last year they had one of the best offenses in the league, and we just haven't seen that yet. And then their defense has been disappointing. So, I, I'll agree. I mean, this is their, their fraudish right now. Well, yeah, I think – I mean, you said it before with the Bucs. What the Bucs score? 45 points that game? I mean, that yeah. – they, their defense really just got exposed. And, yeah, they still have to play the Seahawks again, the Niners again. It's not an easy schedule for the Rams. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Obviously we said the Falcons are out of the playoff picture. So we were both high on two teams in the AFC. You were really high on the chargers with or without Melvin Gordon. I was stupidly high on the Browns. Should we talk about those two teams? Yeah. The, <laughs> the chargers are really interesting to me. Obviously Melvin Gordon has been back now a couple of weeks. Hasn't looked all that great. Um, their offensive line is a disaster. They've had a million injuries in the defense. They always um, have a million injuries. How is it possible that they always have I a million don't know. injuries? I don't know. <laughs> but it's just, 
it, it's crazy that, like, I, I, I still thought, I mean, Rivers isn't, they've only scored 120 points. Like, I felt like this offense would, would have been better. Keenan Allen's been kind of invisible the last three weeks now. Um, I mean, Hunter Henry just had a great game, so that should help their offense going forward. But, I mean, they just lost to a pretty bad Steelers team at home, and I, I, they don't have a home field advantage to begin with. But there were more Steelers fans there than Chargers fans. And it's just this team is on the downside right now. Obviously, you're in the division with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have had a couple. I, I wouldn't call the, the Texans game a shocking loss, even though it was a home game. But the Chiefs have lost two games. But you just feel like the Chiefs are still good for 10-plus wins this year. And so the Chargers are not going to win this division. And there's – it's going to be hard for them to, to fight for a wild card. I definitely see this team missing the playoffs. I consider myself pretty smart, pretty knowledgeable. I follow college football really closely. I, I like to think that I know every single player, especially at the quarterback position. I had no idea who Delvin Hodges was before last year. I don't recall watching him or reading about him when he was at Samford the last couple of years. So the fact that that guy just went into L.A. and beat the Chargers – says a lot about how bad the Chargers are. And the week before, they lost to a terrible Broncos team. So I don't honestly know what the issue is with the Chargers. I didn't think they would be as good as you thought. I still thought they were competing for a wild card. I think I had them on like nine and seven. Uh, but I, I, I don't know what the issue is. It just seems like they have the same old issues where they, they have so many injuries and they lose the teams they're not supposed to. It just feels like the same old Chargers. Yeah, you're definitely seeing the same kind of trends. I mean, last year, didn't they go on, like, just a huge winning streak at the end of the year to to sort of make the playoffs, too, and just be, like, a really good team? This is just – it's just bizarre. I I mean, I want to blame injuries just because they're just so broken down, but they're they're losing the bad teams that they should beat. And that's right. That's the concern is that they should still – regardless of the injuries, they still should have beaten the last two opponents. Um. Another team that's two and four that I was – I don't know why I was so high on them. I, I wish I could take that back. The Browns, the Browns are two and four. They look terrible. I, I don't really – I mean, I don't know where you start with this team. I guess you start with the offensive line. I think they've been kind of the root of a lot of the issues. I know a lot of people are quick to blame Freddie Kitchens, who hasn't done a great job of managing the personalities and done a good job on the – calling the plays offensively. I mean, it's the, it, we said it's the same old Chargers. It's the same old Browns. I mean, they have – you could argue that they have a top 10 roster, maybe even top, I don't know, five or six, just in terms of pure talent on both sides of the ball. I know that they've had a couple of injured cornerbacks, but what's going on with the Browns? Uh, it's <laughs> tough because the, there's games where they look amazing. I, I – even yesterday, in a loss, they, they came out the, the gates, guns blazing against Seahawks. I think it was like 20 to 6 start or something like that. And you're like, okay, maybe they're back. And then this, here, the Seahawks are a very, very good team. So, But to do what they did, to come back on the road. Uh, but this Browns team, it, it, they're clearly going to be a boomer bust team with Baker. And he is... When he's great, he is great. But then the scary part is when he's bad, 
he's got the Jameis Winston type mentality where he'll turn <laughs> one mistake into a second, a second mistake into a third really quickly. And that's not what you want uh, from a young quarterback. You got to be able to, you know, stay in the pocket, but then if it's not there, throw it away. Don't hold the ball too long. And that's kind of an issue right now. I mean, Nick Chubb's been playing great. Odell's had some couple nice games. Uh, it's just, uh, they're just not jiving right now. And uh, it's possible. I mean, this division's not that great. The Ravens are at four and two. And I personally think the Ravens have had kind of an easy schedule out the gates to get to that four and two. So I'm not yet. I'm not ready to to write off these Browns yet. I still think they're in the mix, but I feel like for them to win to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win this division. I don't know if they're they're going to be good enough to make a wild card. But again, the the AFC is kind of bunched in this middle right now with a bunch of mediocre teams. So it's I, like there could be like a seven win team maybe that's a wild card uh, win here in the AFC. I agree that I'm not ready to write them off yet. And this isn't my stubbornness for my pick. I just, you're right, because the division isn't that great. That It is possible that they can win, you know, eight games and sneak into the playoffs. So I'm not ready to write them off. The problem, though, is, they, I mean, they have to win games. They're 0-3 at home. And you keep, I keep seeing fans justify the losses. Like, oh, we were supposed to lose to the Seahawks. We were supposed to lose to the Rams. But at what point are you supposed to win? Like, I understand that the Seahawks and the Rams, maybe not so much the Rams, but those are better teams than the Browns. But at some point, if you want to be a good team, if you want to be a playoff team, you have to beat those teams, especially at home. The Titans game will forever confuse the hell out of me. I mean, they put up 40 on the Ravens. They have a bye this week, and they come out of the bye at New England. So at what point does this thing get better. I mean, then they go to two Denver, who's playing better. They get the Bills, the Steelers. It's The schedule's not that easy. So at some point, you can't keep saying, oh, well, the Seahawks are supposed to beat us, so this team's supposed to beat us. It, it has to come together, and it starts with consistency at quarterback. Like you said, he's, Baker looks like Jameis Winston. I mean, he looks terrible. This is not the same quarterback that played for the Browns last year. I just I don't know what has gone wrong here. And I'm not really sure how you fix it if you're the Browns. Yeah, they got to fix it soon. And then, like you mentioned, like their their schedule doesn't ease up anytime soon. So it's kind of like fix it now or miss the playoffs. What about so what about the Bears? You had the Bears as your Super Bowl pick. Do you think they're a fraud? Do you think they are? Do you think they're where they're supposed to be at this point in the season? I. I personally, they, they should have beat the Raiders in London. They they didn't get off the plane in the first half. Then they come back, take the lead to only blow it. Uh, their defense has been exactly what we thought they were going to be, very elite. I mean, they've given up 69 points in five games. So uh, the defense is there. But, again, the 87 points in five games is not really firing off that much. Obviously, I don't – I'm not a huge fan of Trubisky. Obviously, he's been out basically – two games and they've gone one-on-one in his absence. Uh, but they, the, the thing is, is like if the defense can, you know, maintain like a 17 point per game average, is the offense good enough to be scoring 18 to 20 points every night? I think that's going to be the concern. Uh, 
I mean, Allen Robinson has looked really nice. They haven't been able to get David Montgomery enough touches to really control the clock. And I feel like the, the play calling has been weird. They've gone up and then ignored the running game. And it's like, oh, let's throw, let's throw, let's throw. Your, your passing game is your weakest part. You sh- when you get up, you should ride your defense, ride the run game, and run clock. And they just haven't done that yet. They just had their bye. I imagine they're going to change some things up here with Trubisky coming back. So, I, I mean, personally, I hope they're frauds. I, I, obviously, they're in the division with the Vikings. <laughs> this is turning into maybe one of the more competitive divisions of the year right now. So I, I hope I see the Bears continue to struggle. But uh, if I'm a Bears fan, I, I still have to be optimistic just because of how good the defense is. Yeah, I'm not ready to write them off, and I, I certainly wouldn't consider, consider them a fraud at this point. But I know you had extremely high expectations for them, so I kind of wanted to see – where you saw them now. I have one more team. I'm saving the best for last. Is there any other teams that stand out to you that look like frauds through six games? You're probably thinking about your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there. I think people were thinking about the Super Bowl after they beat the three worst teams in football, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. Um, obviously, the Saints game was extremely disappointing. The Saints kicked four field goals to beat the Cowboys. Uh, with a backup quarterback, who, by the way, has been amazing. And then last week was just a massive disappointment against the Packers. They went down 24 nothing early. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where to start. I was at the Cowboy-Jets game on Sunday, and it was just extremely infuriating. They lost to an 0-4 Jets team. The first three games, the offense looked different. Dak Prescott looked confident, and he looked like a quarterback that should get paid $100 million. I don't know who, who's, who gets the credit for that. Is it Dak himself? Is it the coaching staff? I don't know. But the last three weeks, he's looked terrible. Um, or he's looked okay, but the team has been terrible. And part of the problem with their offense is it's so predictable, and it's the same offense. They've been doing the same thing for 10 years, and – I went back and watched the game today, and Tony Romo was calling it out. He's saying exactly what they're going to do. I know Tony Romo always predicts the plays, but he's able to read this offense beautifully. And so is Terrell Owens, who's 10 years removed from the Cowboys. And so is Des Bryant, who's two years removed. These guys are sitting on their couch tweeting what the plays are going to be. So if they know, then obviously the defense that spent a whole week watching tape, they're going to know. So this team... I truly believe that they're a top five, maybe honestly top three most talented team in the league on both sides of the ball. For them to be three and three with this much talent is absurd. It's 100% on the coaching staff holding them back. And I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not. It's going to, the NFC is tough. I think it's going to come down to winning the NFC East. It's going to come down to Sunday night uh, between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I just – I don't know if deep down this team has what it takes. I think, I think they're similar to the Browns in the standpoint that it's a lot of talented players who aren't a good team right now. Yeah, the, and obviously that's a very disappointing loss to lose to the Jets. I feel like they just ran into a team that just got their quarterback back from, you know, a few-week uh, 
out with the mono and stuff, and the team was ready to respond. And I felt like it caught the Cowboys off guard. But but good teams, you shouldn't be able to catch them off guard. That's the thing. Where So, yeah, I mean, I can understand the Cowboys being disappointing. But the good thing is the Vikings took care of business, helped you guys <laughs> out, given a loss to the Eagles. So division is still very wide open right now. Yeah, I think the, to me – the offense is fine. I mean, it, I know it's predictable. I don't think Dak Prescott is playing poorly. I think it hurt that he didn't have Cooper or Cobb against uh, against the Jets, and he was missing his two tackles also. But the problem has been the defense. Defense has been terrible the last couple of games, and this was supposed to be the strong point of this team. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of issues. Uh, the game against the Eagles is going to tell you everything because if they lose four games in a row, at that point, this season is just going to spiral because then you're going to have a four-game losing streak. You're going to go to New York again to play the Giants on Monday Night Football, and you know they're going to be fired up with their new quarterback. Then you get the Vikings on Sunday Night Football to Detroit against the feisty Lions team and then in New England. So this, that, they're going to regret that game. If they miss the playoffs, they're going to miss it by one game. It's going to be because of the Jets. So to me, they're my biggest fraud because they came into the season with playoff expectations. They came into the season with an extremely soft schedule to start the season. They, I mean, they had every break possible. They played the Saints with a backup, regardless of how good Teddy has been. They played them with a backup without Drew Brees, and they played a really bad Jets team that was 0-4. So, yeah, I don't know. And they started 3-0. So they're by far my biggest fraud. So I mentioned Jared Goff was one of my bigger player frauds. Do you have any players that stand out to you? Uh, we touched about Baker. I definitely think uh, he's been disappointing. Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed not with the player because obviously we know he's all good, but how they're using him. The, tech, the Houston Texans have essentially turned DeAndre Hopkins into <laughs> Kiki Cootie from uh, last year with just like these – throws at the line of scrimmage. And obviously, he's talented enough to go make, make yards for him. But this is one of the better down-the-field threats who can go up and just grab and make a miraculous catch. And they're not really using him that well. Obviously, the Texans' offense looks incredible. Deshaun Watson is amazing. Will Fuller has been amazing, even dropping you know some extra touchdowns or whatnot. But just the it's disappointing to see who I think maybe as a top three wide receiver in the league, just how he's being used. So I'm disappointed in that regard. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Will Fuller's been amazing. And, yeah, it's weird. The offense is clicking. You would think with how good they've been that DeAndre Hopkins' numbers would be better, and they're just not. I don't know that there's really another player that like, truly stands out to me. I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been great. I'm not going to call him a fraud, but he certainly hasn't been great. Pro Football Talk actually tweeted their list of, like the top MVPs, and they included Rodgers on that list. I thought that was extremely bizarre because Rodgers is not having an MVP season. Well, the weird thing with Rodgers is, and, and I definitely want to take away the MVP talk because obviously I think what comes MVP is like winning games, but then also you got to put the stats up with winning. Um, but the thing with Aaron Rodgers is he's been a fantastic NFL quarterback this season making the plays, not turning the ball over. Obviously, they're 4-1. They're down 10 up and right out of the lines. But it hasn't translated to fantasy, which is really interesting. And Rodgers has been, for most of his career, one of the better fantasy quarterbacks 
ever. So it's just, it's interesting to see that fantasy decline. But real life, I, there's nothing more that you could possibly want out of a quarterback. All right. So that'll wrap up our NFL discussion on frauds. We'll see. We'll continue to track these, the Cowboys, the Browns, the Chargers, see if those teams can stay alive and sort of try and salvage their seasons. You can follow me, Mike Schneider, on Twitter at M-S-S-E-H-N-E-I-D. You can follow Zach at ZStein87. You can also follow Stein's Lines on Twitter. Is it Stein's Lines or Stein's Lines 1? Stein's Lines 1. You can follow Stein's Lines 1 on Twitter for all your gambling needs. I probably should have been following that account more closely after a quite challenging weekend. But if you want to win money, make sure you follow that account. Thank you all for listening, and speak to you next time.